This week in Physics Twist. Starting off with something positive, the UN has warned of biological annihilation as the sixth extinction event unfolds on Earth. Continuing the biological annihilation theme, fossils have been discovered from the very day of the asteroid impact that killed off the dinosaurs. A weird snake with a third eye has been discovered that can presumably see into the future. And we take a look back in the past in... What year is it? What year is it? What year is it? G'day, Quill. Hello, Duncan. How are we? I'm great. How are you? You're ready to, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now, but I think we're about to get really deep and I sad. Know. I feel like it's going to get sad. Yeah, because the theme of this week's episode is biological annihilation. Wow. Yay. Such a positive way to begin the day. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because last time we were staring into the void, weren't we? We with were. With the black hole thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was kind of um, an amazing thing. And now we're staring into the void of, like, the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of, of um, certain destruction. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, so can you tell me about this sixth extinction crisis? I can. That seems to be going on. Yeah. Okay. So basically the UN mm-hmm. has warned of biological annihilation, mm-hmm. which basically means it's kind of what we call a, the sixth extinction event happening on our planet. Yep. And this has been researched by, like, over 150 researchers in over 50 different countries around the world. So the trend of this biological annihilation is basically hitting global fauna on multiple fronts. Hotter oceans, deforestation, climate change, uh, and this is driving animal populations down at an unprecedented scale. Unprecedented. Yeah. Um, So I think this is, is this basically like a meta-analysis of lots of different studies? I think that's what it is. Yeah. So basically looking at heaps of different studies that have been done all over the world, kind of putting them all together and going, oh, Dear, yeah, we're in a bit of a pickle. We are in a bit of a pickle because the number of species that came up with that was, you know, facing extinction at mm-hmm. some point within the next few, not few years, but yeah, decades, in the next kind of time frame, yeah. um, is one million. Yeah, I believe one million species. Ludicrous. It is, yeah, completely insane. This is not something to be happy about. Yeah, like so basically, yeah. So this report is basically showing us that. Um, Basically, we've assessed the biodiversity and the ecosystems, and it basically tells us it's been working on it since 2005, and really it's telling us, yeah, we've got so many species that are threatened by extinction, we've got species that are already lost, we've got species that are, you know, really, really endangered, and this is just happening more and more. More and more and more. It's very, very scary. So we knew it was bad, but we we didn't know it was this bad. Yeah. Um, so I think they said it was like 40% of all insect species current, yeah. like right now. Uh, in the process of decline. Yep. Um, and it's decreasing by something like 2.5%. Per year. Is it a year? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and everyone goes, cool, less insects, like no bugs on your table and whatnot. But yeah, oh, let's get rid of mosquitoes. Yeah, I mean, right. we've probably made that joke a bunch of times. Probably. Yeah. But we're forgetting what an important part of the kind of, of the cycle of the earth that they yeah, are. And, exactly. and that's the problem. Like we go, oh, yeah, well, insects, whatever. Um, but, you know, insects make up a huge amount of the mass on earth. Mm, biomass, yeah. Biomass. And, and they have a huge importance in so many of the biological life cycles that are going on. And we don't even For know sure. how important they are. Yeah, of we course. do, but. I mean, the obvious one I think that people talk about is um, they'll say, uh, well, the mosquitoes um, would get eaten by other creatures and then other creatures eat those creatures and that's, yeah. you know, that's the the food chain, right? Yeah. But it's far more complicated than that. Oh, and yeah, we're totally. just talking about like, well, 
bees. Yeah, right? bees. Pollinate flowers. Pollinate flowers. And then it just grows and grows and grows from there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we already we already know about the fact that bees are kind of stuffed. Mm-hmm. But um, this is going to be far grander than that. It is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and this is a big problem is that we're kind of like everyone kind of knows it's a problem. Mm. Um, but everyone's kind of just like, oh, yeah, we'll deal with it later. That's the point where we can't deal with things later. Yeah, exactly. And this now is now is later. That's one of the things that they were. Yeah, exactly. It's already later. Yeah. That's one of the things that they really stressed in this mm-hmm. in this report that I saw is they were saying, look, it's happening in a couple of decades, but that's yeah. that's really really soon. Yeah. Like it's really because it, we already knew about climate change back in I think the seventies. Yeah. Long um, time. I think it was because again we don't want to get sued, but it was one of the major oil companies that back in the 70s was boasting about the fact that um, the amount of oil that they produced in a day could melt like six glaciers or something like that. Yeah, wow. They had already, That's yeah, horrendous. It's, they were both, there was an, an ad. Oh. It's crazy. So they already knew about the possible effects that it, it could have. Yeah. Um, that's going back quite a, long, quite a long way. And now we're several decades into that and yeah. we still haven't really still, done anything. No. Yeah, so we look, I mean, things are scary, right? So the, a lot of the models that we've got are showing that basically, you know, depending on how much, how much the, you know, the climate change changes our overall temperatures, it's going to depend on how many of our species we continue to lose and that kind of thing. So mm. um, what's really scary is that most of these models are based on um, like a change of kind of two degrees Celsius. Yep. But we're like on target to change by like three to four degrees. Celsius. Yeah, that was what one of the people who wrote the report said. Yeah, I think Watson something. Yeah, um, which is super scary because it's already looking like total annihilation <laughs> based on a two degrees, but we're actually like basically moving yeah. towards four degrees, which is like twice as bad. Yeah, well, I mean, we we already talked about how it, when it reaches what was the number something like seven or eight that all of the clouds would. Disappear. Do you remember how we oh, talked yeah. about that a few oh, months ago? Episode. Yeah, yeah. The clouds disappear, and then it's this sort of deadly cycle yeah, where yeah. it just heats up beyond imagine. That's right. Uh, which is insane. So at the moment, I think we're at about zero point seven to one degree. Yes. But then, with the amount of warming, like the basically the path that we're on mm. now, we're going to go to but three, three exactly. and a half. And they were saying that one yep. percent of those species will survive if we get to two degrees. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So once we get two degrees Celsius warmer, we're only going to have like 1% of the species of insects left. Yeah. Which is ludicrous. So yeah, it's, totally, yeah it's, it's, oh. it's kind of worth stressing that I think a lot of people don't understand this, is that if the climate keeps warming on the on the scale that it is, the thing is the, the earth will be fine. It'll continue to be the earth mm. and some species will evolve. Yeah. And life will go on, yeah. but not in the way that we know it now. No, exactly. So the fact that humans are, you know, creating this change in, yeah. in climate means it's rapidly accelerating yeah. the destruction of these species. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, yeah, okay, fine. You know, humans might might be fine, maybe, yeah. um, but the species that we th- that exist right now are going to decline like you'll yeah. never see. And some new ones will arise because that's what evolution does. Yeah. But um, yeah, life as we know. It, now will completely change. Yeah. But the other thing that I wanted to raise about um, <clears throat> one of the authors of the study, I'm not sure which one, he actually said that <sighs> I think in order to sell this idea that mm. we really need to stem the tide of climate change as it is now, yeah. is that you actually need to sell to the idea that um, sell, sell to people the idea that their lives will be affected because yeah. they just go, oh, the forest in Amazon, oh, no, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, terrible, yeah. what doesn't affect me? Yeah. But it will. 
Yeah. It will because it affects the global food yeah. chain. I mean, we're talking like <clears throat> Mad Max, like, you know, people fighting <laughs> yeah. over water and resources, like, you know, crazy stuff. So That's people, already started, by people the way. People need to stop being like, oh, this is like climate is just a hippie. Like hippies yeah. care about climate change. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. People need to be like, okay, I'm human. Mm. There's no point in me having children and setting aside money for their future if their future is like literally paying $4,000 for a litre of water because there's nothing left. So people need to actually recognise it's not just hippies that care about climate change. It needs to be everyone because it's going to affect our everyday way of life Mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous. So food production. Mm. Health. Yeah, human health, living in polluted environments. Exactly. Suck, quite frankly. Just everything. Energy. So, yeah, we just need to basically tell two people, look, it's not a hippie thing. It's like... You will be affected. Yeah. So it's a science thing. I don't want to be around when that happens. Quite frankly, if you're a scientist and a hippie. Yeah, like you are. Double, double <laughs> trouble. Yeah, exactly. You're just like stressing. I was saying to Duncan this morning. I That's heard me. this I on the Duncan. news. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's just like talking to our listeners. How okay. I told you this morning that I heard this on the news and I had to just turn it down. It was too early in the morning mm. for me to listen and contemplate it at that time of day. Yeah. I just couldn't. Whereas I heard it on the radio and I was like, turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> Look, pre six AM, I can't deal with in mass yeah. annihilation. I'm sorry, maybe yeah. after eight or something. But. I was listening to our, our dear friends at um, AB seven hundred two. Oh, friends of the podcast. And they're friends of the podcast, <laughs> and they were putting a. Actually, they they didn't put a comedic spin on it at all. They were well, like, it's oh, it's really not same, funny. Very yeah, very similar way to how we did. They were just like, well, we got some uh, really terrible news for yeah. you this morning, which is uh, all on all life on Earth will end. Deary <laughs> me. Yeah, all right. Pretty, well, let's let's move on to a um. Well, this this is more about <coughs> annihilation, but this yeah. one's already happened. So it's this not one's already so happened. Pessimistic. <laughs> exactly. So we've just been talking about the sixth mass extinction event mm-hmm. uh, on Earth. So I thought we'd just take a look back at the fifth mass extinction that happened on Earth. Awesome. What was that? Which was, I think you'll Pokemon? remember. <laughs> I don't know. I told you I was feeling silly today. Um, it was <clears throat> 66 million years ago. Ah, of course. That one. Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Pikachu, I miss you. Anyway, so it was... Dinosaurs. The extinction of the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And this uh, this news came out about a month ago, um, but I really only just saw it and I was really excited about it, so I thought we'd talk about it now. Cool. Which is that a whole jumble of fish and trees and ammonites Mm -hmm. have been found fossilised from the day... That the asteroid that killed all the dinosaurs hit the Earth. Cool. Which is wild. That it is, is pretty absolutely cool. wild. Found in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And because apparently that area was massively affected by the tsunamis. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, they are tsunamis, I guess. Seismic waves, I yeah. think is the correct term. Sure. Um, that came about from the Chicxulub crater. Chicxulub <laughs> being a town in Mexico, mm-hmm. sort of the Gulf of Mexico area. That is the town that's closest to the very center of where that asteroid actually hit. Yeah. So what happened is, yeah, all these fish and trees and ammonites and that sort of thing, they all got swept up by this huge seismic wave that came about as a result of, cool. of, of that and then swept inland into North Dakota. Ah. Somehow then got, got fossilized and they all got jumbled up. Some I've heard about how, how certain fish were like wrapped around trees. That's how like the force of the tsunami <laughs> yeah, was so sure. insane. Yeah, absolutely massive. Um, so I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> Being able to see actual evidence from the very day that the yeah. dinosaurs became extinct, that well, that's, cool. that kicked off the process of extermination yeah. of the dinosaurs would be absolutely insane. Um, 
really interesting thing about this is that they looked at these fossilized fish and found these tiny little droplets of glass. What? In their gills. Cool. The name for these pieces of glass is tectites. Okay. And what what is a tectite? A tectite is a feature that comes about as a result of a large asteroid strike. Oh. So lots of asteroid strikes have happened in the in the past. Mm-hmm. One thing that you'll commonly see is these things called tectites. What they are is something called ejecta. What that means is like bits of the Earth that mm-hmm. got shot up into the sky when Ejected. the asteroid actually exactly yeah. uh, when the asteroid actually hit. What happens mm. is because the force is so insane, yeah. uh, or, or Earth turns into sort of molten rock, cool. and it's shot up into the air. Sometimes cool. actually, like it's so powerful, it actually reaches space, and the gravity of the Earth pulls it back down. And as it's cool. falling, it cools down, and because well, basically this molten rock would then turn into glass, mm-hmm. some of it, uh, and it would reach terminal velocity, something like two hundred miles per hour. Was that three hundred kilometers an hour ish? Um, and it then begins to strike the Earth. And cool. so if you were a dinosaur at that time, you probably would have been pummeled by extremely hot, very fast-moving pieces of glass. It's raining hot glass. It's raining hot glass. Wow, at a super, super speed. Super speed, yeah, wow. exactly. And if you, were a, if you were a fish, it basically go into the water, it would absolutely like just surround you, mm. and you'd have to basically breathe it in. And so <gasps> that's why they found it in all of the gills. Little droplets of hot... Glass. Yeah, absolutely. And the, other, the other thing they found with all these all these fossil fish is they found a layer on top of them of something called iridium. Mm-hmm. And iridium is a metal yep. that is really quite rare yeah. on, on Earth. Yep. But it is found in asteroids. Yes. So that is what basically told geologists that the likely cause of the extermination of the dinosaurs mm-hmm. was an asteroid. Yeah, it's a big, big kind of... Uh, Big kind of clue that that's what happened. Big geological marker because at that 66 million years ago sort of line geologically, Mm -hmm. you see something called a KT boundary. And the KT boundary has lots of iridium in it. Wow. Super, super cool. Very interesting. But what I wanted to talk about more was- We we digress. (laughs) Going going away from these, like this actual fossil find, the scale of the asteroid hit was insane. Yes. So- this is an asteroid that was, I think it was like, I think it was about 15 kilometers wide. Is Did that... you do the conversion for me? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> 15 no kilometers football. wide. That's 150 football fields. Really? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, because it's about 10 football fields per kilometer. They're about 100 meters long. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good work, Duncan. Thanks, mate. On the fly calculations. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's 150 football fields long, going 20 kilometers per second, which is about 20 Whoa. times twenty times as fast as like a bullet. Yeah. Um, and that would release about a billion times more energy than the atomic bombs, um, that, well, the atomic bomb that hit Hiroshima. Wow. And a million times bigger than the largest nuclear bomb ever. Well. And what happened is like that, that asteroid bur- burrowed into the ground and shot up all, all this stuff. Mm. So for miles and miles and miles and miles around, that would have absolutely obliterated everything. Yeah, of course. In its path. But the other thing was that when all that raining glass came down, it effectively heated up the atmosphere. Mm. And it heated up the atmosphere so much that it turned the Earth's atmosphere into a sort of oven. Oh. Yeah. And it would have heated up to 50 degrees. And you'd go, oh, hot well, dang. That's it's hot. hot. It's hot. I'm yeah. a hot boy. And we're like talking not like 
we're not talking like it's a real oven hot, but like if you're talking like it's a 50 degree day, that's a hot day. That's a hot day. Yeah, that's that's like the day. hottest day you've ever experienced yeah, in your yeah, life. That's... But then 70, 80 degrees, 100 oh, degrees. Really? 200 degrees. <gasps> 500 degrees. What? 1,000 degrees, 1,200 degrees. Like just hanging out on Earth. The entire atmosphere would have turned red. Whoa. Because it's so hot. And that's crazy. That, that would have been that would have happened within about forty minutes to an hour of the actual impact. Oh wow! And any animal that was outside, mm-hmm. which is most of them, because Animals they don't build houses. Don't have houses. <laughs> <laughs> so what I really mean by it is if they're not like in a cave yeah. or they're underground or underwater, yeah. um, they would have been absolutely cooked all around the world. Yeah. Okay, which meant that all dinosaurs, non non avian dinosaurs. Mm. Um, were completely exterminated Wow! within a couple of hours of this, of this happening. I didn't know that. That's really cool. No one knows this because everyone thinks that, oh, it happened over the course of 10,000 years or so yeah. because of the effect, like the huge climate change, and yeah. the cooling of Earth that happened because of all the soot, Yeah, which is also correct, right? But How it, can that it be happened- also correct if they were all annihilated at the start? Well, I mean, that I say correct in that it also happened. Okay. Right? So- for example, any plants that would have survived, mm. they would have died as a result of the lack of photosynthesis yeah. because there's so much, like, dirt in the sky. Mm, okay, that's crazy. But, yeah, the but main I, cause oh, of killing wow. the dinosaurs would have, like, they all would have been gone, almost Breaking. all life on Earth, completely yeah. gone within a couple of hours of that asteroid. And I feel like if it's 1,200 degrees, mm. even the ones in a cave or underwater, I mean, water boils at 100 degrees. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how how that works, but okay. that's what I read in the article. Would okay. have been that let's say that you were maybe it's like the the, hot, the upper like part only, of the atmosphere yeah, okay. would have been really yeah. hot, whereas if you were like down quite far yeah. beneath the sea, you would have been okay. Right. So still way way hotter, but yeah. maybe not like literally like boiling the entire ocean. Yeah, not the entire thing. So that's why like anything, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, anything that was over about twenty five kilogram mark, absolutely cooked. Mm. The only dinosaur relatives that survived were some sea turtles and crocodiles. Uh, mm-hmm. So water things. Isn't that great? That is crazy. I only crazy. learned about that recently. No, I didn't realise it was like, yeah. From an episode of Radiolab, Friends of the Podcast. Friends of the Podcast. Um, we wish. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> That's Dad really Rao, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Duncan. Yeah, yeah, say you. Um, um, yeah. Awesome. But it's crazy. And so this, yeah, finding out about that, um, kind of led me into looking into different like fossil related stories. And then I found this one about how there's an actual fossil that you can find from the very day that it happened. Yeah, that's cool. And then, oh, I just got so excited. <gasps> that's very exciting. Mm. Awesome. So, tell your Thanks friends. For that. that's I will. Yeah. I also might need to adjust how I teach dinosaurs a little bit. Yeah, right. Because like, you I think, think oh, I thought what I was teaching was correct, but I don't think I realized that. That, that, that was kind of the, why I wanted to raise this, yeah. right? Because everyone seems to think that, oh, they threw a lot of soot into the atmosphere and. You know, given that it was cold, that killed dinosaurs and stopped photosynthesis. So, like, they couldn't eat on plant matter, mm. and that gradually killed them over over the course of about ten thousand years. But the real truth in it is that most vast majority of dinosaurs would have died within a couple of hours of that asteroid impact, world over. Crazy, insane, cool. All right. Well, should we move on to? Yeah, let's move on. A slightly, I wouldn't say happier story. Oh, this is pretty happy. <laughs> you reckon it's happy? Because it reminds me of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, I wouldn't say it's happy. I'd, I'd say it's very cool. Deeply, deeply weird. Mm. Do you want to kick it off? Yeah, kick it off. No, I said, do you want to kick it off? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wait for it. Now, a three-eyed snake has been found 
in near Darwin, mm-hmm. in Northern Territory, um, and it was found by rangers, a part of the Northern Territory Parks and Wildlife Services, and they've shared their photos on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So this is a carpet python. Yep. Has three eyes. Three eyes. And these normally grow between... How many like, eyes do carpet python... Just let me stop you there. I'm sorry. How many do they usually have? Well, it depends. <laughs> Whether they have two or three. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but then I couldn't oh. think of anything. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a snake joke. Um, anyway. They usually have two. <laughs> typically. Typically, they're standard snake unless it's like a battler. Mm. It's always razzling and totally. dazzling. Might only have one or none. Um, usually, they have two eyes, and they usually grow between two to four metres. Mm. Uh, and it's pretty common in Australia, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, kind of this kind of area. Um, so the three-eyed one that was found was just a baby. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really much older than about three months. Okay. So yeah, not very big. Just a little one. And, and they called him Monty. Monty Python? Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Obviously. That's, that's pretty, I, I think that's a like, really common Python name. name. Everyone's like, ha-ha, I called him Monty, Monty for yeah. Monty Python. Yeah. Ha-ha. My sister-in-law has a sausage dog and its name is Sizzle. Nice. Which I love. Should have called but I've also Bunnings. met I've met some other sausage <laughs> dogs called Sizzle. Or also. Democracy. Democracy Sizzle? Democracy sausage. <laughs> yeah, when you get your snag when yeah. you go to vote. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, we digress. Again. Okay, so Monty the Python unfortunately has passed away. Um, but they did have a look at his body and mm-hmm. he had not just like this like someone didn't glue a googly eye on. Yeah. It's a legit <laughs> it's a legit eye. <laughs> Right, they do the x-ray and they're like, hold on a second, that's a googly eye. <laughs> it's googly eye up. It just comes off. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't a googly Full eye. hundreds of scientists. It could have been googly, but yeah. it was legit. It was a real eye. Uh, and it was a cranial malformation. Um, so basically, uh, it was, which is pretty interesting. So it actually not only was just like an eye that was like poking out this, this the hole of the second eyeball or something. Yeah. It had its own eyeball it hole. Basically, like, in the in the middle of its snake forehead. <laughs> Does snakes have foreheads? I guess so. Mm. So it had an extra eye socket on its mm. snakeal cranium. Snakeal cranium? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So Who's a biologist, everyone? Can you tell? Yeah, it's really cool. And it wasn't that it had so... They have found similar things in the past, but they were basically two heads that have fused together. Yeah, I've seen two-headed snakes yeah, before. two-headed snakes. Yeah. Um, not just a mythical thing, but legitimate things. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this one was just an, a normal skull with an extra eye socket. And so it had the extra eye socket. And it looks, hot take everyone, looks pretty weird. It does look pretty weird. <laughs> and I like that you said that it can see into the yeah, future. Yeah, I'm just imagining, a, you know, a, a snake that's really in touch with its, like, chakras or whatever. Yeah. It's like, use your third eye, man. I feel like <laughs> I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, it's like the fish out <clears> of the <throat> Simpsons. Yes, the exactly. The three-eyed fish. Yeah, so maybe this is a result of, um, like, nuclear waste. Maybe. We could in, be on Darwin. I think we need to do some investigative uh, journalism oh, here, folks. We might need a work trip to Darwin. I think we might, yeah. <laughs> Ironically, um, <laughs> it is, you know, was discovered near Darwin, named for Charles Darwin. Evolution. Father of Evolution, right there. <gasps> what a beautiful so this link. Is a, whole, a whole new species of snake that's now seeing into the future. And, oh, my God, this is just like back to the future when they get the almanac. <gasps> and Except now. you can just <gasps> like... Maybe you can rub the snake's belly and then ask it who won the election. Wait, maybe it's maybe because we're losing other species, the snake's like a new species. Yeah, right. Oh my god. It can see, Is it worth it? It's seen to the maybe the extra eye allows it to cool down faster with climate change. That doesn't make any sense. I know. <laughs> Do you know I once Not woke up and there was like a carpet python like across my neck? What? What? I grew up on a farm, remember? That's- 
That's horrible. It was pretty scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. It was a big but one too. How many eyes did it have? Uh, I don't remember looking. I mm. remember just legitimately just go, jumping up and running. Yep. And I hiding. bet you did. Anyway. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. I just want to be able to, yeah, Robert's, Robert's belly. And Who ask, won the ashes in 2020 <laughs> or something, you know. Ask for a wish. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's like the silver lining maybe to the this mass annihilation is we're getting new species with extra eyeballs. All of which can see into the future. Yeah. And maybe they're, here, grim. To, maybe they're here to warn us and they'll say, climate change is bad, man. Well, we know that, though. We don't need a three-eyed snake to tell us that. It's like a three-eyed raven off Game of Thrones. See, I haven't seen that. (gasps) Okay, well, we better not say anything else. People might get cranky. Spoilers, yeah, Yeah, seriously. What season is that from? Oh, he's in every season. Yeah. Anyway. Three-eyed snake would have been better. Come on, George R.R. Martin. Cool. Yeah, it's not very on brand, though, is it? No. Okay. Anyway, so there's your three-eyed snake. That's our hot take on it. Mm -hmm. And um, anything else to add? (laughs) No, not about the snake, but I feel like some things have been happening at this time of year. Oh, really? Yep. Maybe this week? This week. In the past? In the past. In science? In science. What do you call that segment? We call it, what year is it? What year is it? What year is it, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Graham, what, what year is it? It's anyway, used to that's... be all orange groves as far <laughs> as I can see. Okay. Should we, we do got... that what year is it segment? This yeah. is this is the segment where we look at the things that happened in science in the past years. And I do it in a funny voice. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <clears throat> I'll try not to laugh. Let's as much start this up time. the old timey jazz. I'll put on my um transatlantic accent mm-hmm. and go. Eighteen twenty four, the skeleton of Let me try again. Not commanded. <laughs> And go. 1824, the skeleton of a mammoth was found in England at Ilford, near Bow, in Essex. It was said to be the same species as those which had previously been found in Siberia and all over Europe. 1832, the US government passed an act authorizing the first vaccination program to protect Native Americans against smallpox and allotted $12,000 to pay doctors $6 a day for their services. 1899, Bayer induced aspirin the pain relief and anti-inflammatory drug in powder form. It had been discovered by a company researcher, Felix Hoffman, on the 10th of August, 1897, and the company had spent then two years researching its safety. How am I doing? Good. Good? 1930, Amy Johnson left Croydon on the first solo flight by a woman between England and Australia, a distance of 11,000 miles. She flew a single engine to Havilland Gypsy Moth named Jason and landed in Darwin. That's the second time we've heard from Darwin today. On the 24th of May. Just as an aside, she was actually trying to beat uh, the previous record mm-hmm. for that that flight. Yep. Missed it by three days. <gasps> that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. So that's Should've how long it earlier. took like two weeks to fly from each left earlier. <laughs> no. I don't, think you, <laughs> I don't think you understand the premise. I get it. <laughs> Should have gone faster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> 1937, at 7.25pm, the dirigible, the Hindenburg, burned while landing at the Naval Air Station at Lakehurst, New Jersey. On, bo- on board were 61 crew and 36 passengers. 36 people died. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Should probably leave that bit out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 1961. 
America's first astronaut in space, Alan Bartlett Shepard Jr., made a 15-minute suborbital flight that reached an altitude of 115 miles, during which he experienced about five minutes of weightlessness. How lovely! The world's first human in space flight was Yuri Gagarin, a Russian cosmonaut launched to orbit less than one month earlier, on the 12th of April, 1961. There you have it. That is... What year is it? What year is it? Do you want to have a go at some of those? No. <laughs> I can't do it. I feel I know what's going to happen. I'm going to, with no prep, I'm going to just be mimicking the voice you do and it's going to sound ridiculous. <laughs> because I have my own old lady character. Yeah. And her name. You've got your own character. Yeah. yeah. What's her character? What's her name? Ethel. Ethel. Yeah. yeah. Do you want she, to give us a little sample? I have two, actually. Okay. But yep. Moira is Jewish and probably inappropriate. So. Do it. I want to hear it. No, she doesn't just really me. have words. She just says, Lee, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Quit schwitzing me. I think, my, all, as I said, all my old lady voices are really slow and okay. it's going to be too boring. All right. Well, there you have it. That was... Uh, what year is it? Should we? Well, do you have anything to add, Quill? No. No. Should we? I think that's uh, that's a wrap. Wrap that one up. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Physics Twist. That mm-hmm. was particularly silly near the end there. Yes, that's okay though. Started off really dark. Yeah. Got progressively lighter, yep. weirder, sillier, and then silly. Yeah, that's a good way to end. That's we a, started down. That's a great high. trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. You always end strong. I've always said that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Cool. Bye. Bye.